Welcome back to the Corporate Escapee Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Trainer. Today's guest is James Clift. James could probably be best described as a serial entrepreneur, and I've heard him admit in interviews that he has never had a real job, which I beg to differ, but maybe not a real corporate job. So you may be thinking, why is James on the podcast then? Well, James and I have a shared passion for helping solo service-based business owners or small business owners in general. Uh, James' last company started and sold was Visual CV, and his current company, Durable, were both, or Durable is now focused on helping those solo-based service businesses with all things I'd call foundational, all the things that I didn't like to do, uh, and we'll get into that in a minute. So this, this episode is for you if you're thinking about, hey, I want to go solo, I've gone solo, but man, I don't know anything about websites or CRMs or all those good things. So this episode is going to have you covered. So James, first of all, welcome to the program. And second, why couldn't you have built this about three and a half years ago? You would have saved me a lot of time and money. <laughs> awesome, Brett. Yeah, thanks for having me here. And I wish I started it three years ago, but uh, yeah, we'll have to do now, unfortunately. Well, better late than never. And I think, you know, as the world is, I, I call them the corporate escapees, we're, we're seeing folks my age and even younger now starting to to venture out into the solo world. And, you know, I go back when I was thinking about, it, I still struggle with, you know, maybe not the marketing piece, but the website and the CRM and then the billing. And, you know, like I said, I've kind of cobbled everything together and finally you've gotten into a good place. But then when I saw your tool, I'm like, damn, man, I could almost go backwards and be better off from where I was. So well, <laughs> we'll, we'll get back into that in, in a second. But, but first of all, why, you know, if you, again, you've been a, entrepreneur your whole life. Um, why the the service-based businesses? What was it about that space that intrigued you? Did you see opportunity there? Or is it something you know, spoke to you? How, why, why the start? Yeah. So I've, I mean, like you said, I've been an entrepreneur for my entire career now. In high school, I was building websites for small businesses. Um, somewhat, I guess it's not ironic, but I'm back, I'm back full <laughs> circle there. Um, it's kind of awesome. Um, and then I actually ran a, a home services business in university, a window cleaning company. Um, and I kind of call that my gateway drug to like building a real business. It was a service company. I started it with a thousand dollars. We bought like a crappy GMC Jimmy um, and some equipment. And then I did $40,000 our first summer in revenue. Um, and that just kind of ruined employment for me <laughs> because we could go get a job. There's a market rate for what we we're doing. So we're charging, um, I think it was $30 an hour at the time. And then I was paying my buddies 15 bucks an hour. Um, so they were happy. I was happy. And we built a, a really good business there in a very short period of time. So just think with services, the, the time to first revenue is so much faster than every other type of business. So with uh, an e-commerce business, like I've tried to start one of those, it's quite complicated. You have to figure out product, inventory, a sales channel, um, and then with retail, you have to invest a lot of money into a brick and mortar location with services. It's simply, you have a skill and there's a market rate for that skill. And really the next step is just acquiring your first customer and then just getting that, getting that ball rolling on customer acquisition. Um, most folks that we work with or chat with that first few months is really challenging because of all this complexity that is, I think it's a lot of artificial complexity is like, okay, I'm like, I learned, need to learn 12 different things just to start offering a service um, to the market. Um, but once you get your first customer and you do a really good job, um, people start talking, word of mouth kicks in. Um, and then you have this flywheel effect where you actually have most people 
Um, and depending on the industry, but after three or four months, like you're almost too busy and you need to start hiring some people. So I really think it's just this simple um, services to me. One is the biggest market in the world. So that's part of it. Um, and I think a lot of folks, when you're working a service-based job where you're trading your hours for dollars, but there's an employer layer on top of that, um, like your employer is just making a margin on your labor. So there's a market price for that labor that's usually three times, two to three times higher than what you're getting paid. So if you simply just flip the switch and say, hey, I'm going to start my own thing, um, you can either work the same amount of hours and make twice the money or work way fewer hours, which is what most people do and make the same amount of money. So I just think there's a lot of just simple reasons why service companies are so great. Um, and then it's a good start, right? So like you've got your business and then there's other things you can do on the side. You can try and sell some goods on the side or start um, sell a course or whatever it is. But that first offering, I think it's just way more simple to get set up and to start to start just selling right away. And that's what I'm, I'm most excited about. Yeah, no, it's such a good point. It was kind of the journey that I took too, because I ended up, I mean, on and off of 30 years, a couple of times I ventured into the startup world. One was to start an agency and that just, I got to a point where, hey, new customer, then I was delivering, then I wasn't sourcing new customers. And I just made it more complicated than I needed to. And then when I ended up in management consulting before I went solo the last time, exactly to your point, I'm like, man, I'm I'm closing, I'm sourcing the deals, closing the deals, and then delivering on the deals, but yet I'm only getting 50% of what they're billing me out at somehow. Yeah, exactly. That math wasn't adding up. So that's when I made, that was the final straw that said, you know what, I can't absolutely go do this. And I love your point about, hey, go get the momentum, right? That's where it gets started. But I think you're right there. The artificial complexity of all the things that you think you have to do and you get to have this full fancy website that's e-commerce ready and social media channels that are blowing. It, it helps to have content, but, you know, just leveraging your network and getting some momentum in that business is, I, I agree with you, it's the quickest path forward. And it, it's not as hard as you think it is. <laughs> Basically the transition. So tell us a little bit about Visual CV, what that was, because I know that was kind of a, I don't want to call it a marketplace. What Tell, tell me what it is. I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, so that was essentially one of the top three resume and portfolio building websites on the internet. So essentially is a platform that helped you um, build a resume, write a cover letter, apply for a job. Um, we actually had a website product there as well. So just like a more kind of um, job focus, but when you're looking to get a job, build a personal website. Um, and then kind of some of the cool features, we like you could build multiple resumes. So um, if you're like customizing your resume for the job, you could do that. Um, as well as some analytics on top of that process. So um, yeah, I mean, the, it, it grew pretty quickly. So we got it up to, there's about 4 million users when I left, um, super high volume, great business. Um, I think the the one piece that was missing for me is that I just wasn't really that close to the problem. So like, again, not having applied for many jobs, it was just <laughs> something that I'm like, hey, wh why are you getting a job? Just go start a business instead. And I think that's kind of the, the, next, uh, the next transition. But I, I think the I mean, the great part about that business too, it was helping people make a big career step up. Like you can really help them um, increase their increase their earnings and just, again, like walk people through a process that um, is quite simple, but really hard, right? Yeah. Getting a job is the same thing. There's a lot of complexity to it that's somewhat artificial, but also just like employers have created these complicated processes. Like you kind of think you like the education out there is like, oh, go apply, go apply for like 50 jobs. And like, you're just kind of playing a numbers game. So just giving people more data and knowledge on how to better navigate that process and, and manage the, the challenges there. Um, so yeah, I ended up selling that business in 2020. 
Um, that was right before um, COVID kind of shut everything down. Um, so I was sitting on my hands. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go travel the world and enjoy my life and like at home behind a computer. So <laughs> I ended up starting another business and made my life hard again. Um, but yeah, it's been a, definitely a great, a great couple of years here. Um, had a few different projects that I um, tried out, experimented with. And Durable has always been the thing that I've wanted to build. I think it was really just finding one, like what does that first platform look like? It's, it's quite a broad scope of a problem, which is um, how do you actually help someone start a business in 30 seconds? Right. Um, and there's a lot of pieces to that. Um, and then looking at what, like, do we want to go vertical? So just build for consultants or freelancers or um, like car washes, um, or do we, do we build more of a platform and, and focus on this, this solo business owner? Um, so just a lot of time really in that idea maze, figuring out what that first product looks like, how do we go to market? Um, and yeah, what, what the audience were really going to, really going to help is. So that was a process. And then we, we wrote our first line of code about probably 10 months ago. Okay. Um, so wow. been, so been super moving quick. very quickly since then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably good learnings from, you know, the first couple of companies to, to be able to implement kind of curious, what was the feedback from folks when you were interviewing before? you went live again, because there's not a ton of data on the solo. I mean, there's a thing for the freelance space, but that's more like Fiverr and yeah. design and then pure consultants. And there's a whole world of folks, you know, like they said, services or expert based businesses that maybe not businesses yet. So just kind of curious, yeah. what was, what was the market telling you when you were looking into this? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the solo business owner category was really interesting because it is most businesses, like most, most like 80% of businesses don't have employees and you'd never hear about them. Right. Um, so it's this kind of, I mean, there's some, they might use freelancers sometimes or subcontractors, but generally, especially in services, um, they're primarily solo businesses. And that's that this, this hybrid between, it's like the spectrum of like job to business, right? And it's kind of the the solo business could be it look could look pretty close to a job initially where you're subcontracting or consulting for your old employer or something. Um, but you are a business. You're you're either an LLC, you might be a sole proprietor, um, but you're billing for your time or your projects. And then as you start growing, maybe you create more more scalable products to sell, um, more scalable services to offer. You're doing more weekly or monthly consulting. Um, and then the next step is like, okay, I'm hiring a subcontractor and then I'm hiring an employee. But most people actually don't get to that employee stage. Um, and you can build a very good business with one person, right? It's just, yeah. again, you're, you're charging an hourly rate. You're trying to scale up your time. Um, and that's everyone from personal trainers to dog walkers to consultants to free. It's just like a very, very broad spectrum of folks that are, that fall under that category. Um, and I think the big challenge with, with the problem that we're tackling is it's not just one problem, right? It's um, okay. Marketing's annoying, but also within marketing, building my website's annoying and writing marketing materials. Where do I advertise? How do I get customers? Like that whole scope of problems is quite, quite challenging and complex. And then it's the actually managing the business part. Um, so, okay, I've got customers coming in. Um, I'm usually using a spreadsheet or just my phone contacts to manage it. So that's a complete mess. Um, so it's really just how, how narrow do we want to go on one problem or how broad do we want to go? And, and the big bet that we made was we actually want to build the platform first. I think a lot of these platforms or these products end up trying to become platforms later down the road, um, which is really confusing for, for users because they've got 
an email marketing tool and a website tool and an accounting tool. And they're all trying to sell you the same thing eventually. So it's like, oh, now my email marketing tool is offering a website or my invoicing tool is offering some other service. And then you're like, kind of have to make these decisions um, on what what part of which product to use. Um, so the, the journey that we want to take people through is like, hey, this is actually everything you're going to need to run your entire business. Um, and we're going to grow with you. Um, we're not going to be the most feature-rich product in most of those categories to begin with, um, but we're really simple, easy to use. You don't need the complexity. It's like, let's just get something out there, get customers, start growing. Um, and then, yeah, as, as our customers grow, our products will will obviously evolve and our features and, and the scope of what we do. Uh, but it's just not confusing, right? Yeah. Like having more than one login to run a, a business that's doing 60 to 150K a year, or 200K a year, that just is silly to me, right? And then you end up paying a lot of money too. Yeah. You you have, uh, I don't know, each subscription is 20 to a couple hundred bucks a month. Like that that actually eats into your margins quite quite quickly. And especially for a new business, just making that investment, um, it's a lot, right? Um, both in time and money. So just saying, hey, here's everything you need. Go get started, start selling. Um, and we'll, we'll walk you through and guide you through the process. So it's not... I, I don't want to sell software. I want to solve a very challenging problem for folks. And I think that's the a lot of the feedback that we got. Just like most things are annoying. <laughs> right. um, so like a lot of the tools are like the standard tools, like QuickBooks, for example. No one loves QuickBooks. No. It's kind of just a necessary evil that you have to use and you pay a pretty large percentage of your like your software cost to that. Um, and you log in once every three months to frantically like, categorize your transactions. So I think there's just a better way to do most of these things. And I, I think the again the bet with durable is um, if we can be the this like essentially the the system of record for all of your your data as a business owner, um, we can make your life so much easier in a lot of ways. We like we can tell you when like where your leads come from, the value of those leads. Um, if you're using our um, our financial platform, your invoices are getting paid. We can rec reconcile those against your, your bank account or your checking account that's within the platform and your expenses. And you have a PL um, and you can cat categorize those transactions. So just like there's a lot of value that compounds when you have one platform that talks to itself. Yeah. Um, it talks what to a novel you. approach, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's just uh, a lot of... Um, like the mar all these software markets got so big in the last 10 years, right? Where you did have like a big enough business just building one company, like, like email marketing, like MailChimp, um, great business. Um, but you, you couldn't start that today. I think you do have to build something that has a lot more value and, and scales with these businesses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of interesting conversations. And I think it was just um, enough to get the conviction that, okay, there is still a ton of opportunity here. And, and these are unsolved problems. Um, and it was actually surprising how much is still unsolved and how much people don't like, no one really loves most of the tools they're using, which is really interesting. It's, it's like necessary it's like, evil. <laughs> yeah. Which is a problem, right? Like software yeah. should be delightful and fun to use. And, um, I think there's, there's apps that people do love to use, but it's not many of their business tools. So I think that's something we're also trying to solve in, in some kind of fun and interesting ways too. I think it's so smart because again, going back through my journey, right? Because of using Zoho and you know they're trying to do everything, but yet, shit, it took me forever to figure out how to just get the invoices paid and they change it and still to send it out and reoccurring. It's it's more complicated than it needed to be for for my business. And you know, one of the things I actually just did a, a solo episode I think last week 
just the future of work, right? Everybody talks, I know you weren't in the corporate world, but it, it's moving more and more towards a ton of solo companies that do specialty work. So if you're a CRM specialist, you know, a company may not need a full-time headcount to manage that. But if I can do that for that company for two days a week, another company for two days, I get more time, I'm building more. And I just think not just the people who want to take the entrepreneurial path, but still want to work in corporate, they're going to be solo companies, or at least I'd highly encourage them to figure out to be the solo company to do that. But it all yeah. comes back to the baseline of, and again, I didn't, I thought maybe it was just me that hated the the billing and the reconciliation and, you know, the CRM piece, because it, it keeps you away from your customers and other things. So okay, I tell people, you guys are kind of an operating system for a solo business, right? It, two hurdles I see when folks aren't quite willing to make the plunge from corporate into, into the entrepreneurship. One is benefits, which is crazy because you should be able to bill and make enough money to cover what your cost of benefits and insurance discussions. If you can solve the insurance problem, yeah. I'll back you on that one too, but yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that one. And then two, it's just the, uh, don't know how to run a business, right? You, you yeah. pay your checks or your bills at home, not with checks. You do that online. And then it's just, it just yeah. can be overwhelming when you think about it. And it, I think it's, that's why I love this mission of, Hey, just, we can take care of this. You go focus on, on getting your customers. So um, so I know it's only been 10 months in and people can go to the website and check it out, but kind of, kind of talk through where you're starting, why you thought these were the most important pieces of the, the system, um, yeah. as you get, got started. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting when you talk about the future of corporate work as well. Um, we're seeing that across the board, especially with these layoffs happening in tech now, like folks are starting their own like recruiting businesses now um, and like they have to go hustle and get a few more clients, but there are still companies hiring out there. They just don't want to hire full-time recruiters. Right. Right. So it just, it just makes sense. And I think that's the way most businesses are going to operate if they can. Right. Because like, you have these specialty things that you need done, but you don't want to add a full-time headcount. Um, and for the, the person that's delivering that service, you can charge a lot more and be more in control of your time and your days and whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, and then you have less risk, actually. I think there's less risk 100%. in having your work spread out across 10 different businesses as opposed to one employer who might just do a big layoff and then um, you're kind of out of work and trying well, we, to figure out the next like thing. Like we right? just saw, right? I mean, again, exactly. it's, um, and, it's, and even though you've never technically been in the, the corporate side, I mean, there's, there's such thing, right? So the budget is a budget for these corporations, but yet they'll be restricted from hiring full-time headcount, but yet they still have the budget for the exact same dollars to use with consultants or, you know, outside firms to help them. But as long as it, it's not a full-time equivalent, then they're allowed to do it. So I, I think some of these corporations are just, they're, they're going to have to learn and how to work with more and more solo or contractors. I mean, I think they're going to be more sophisticated than contractors, but that ecosystem is going to mature relatively quickly if they want good people. So my guess is a lot of the good people are going to start to find this path and say, hey, I can choose. I think the other opportunity I know are taking off topic a little bit, but is is the mid-market have been so hungry for good and talented people, but they may not be able to afford the full-time salary, but all of a sudden now I can get a fractional person to come in and do this, right? They've got cash flow, there's less red tape, they can work with you and get it set up. So I'm I'm really excited about this new corporate world and, you know, opportunities for folks like me or pre others like me that can go in and, and, you know, even going back a little bit where you said it, 
create the momentum and then you can sell other products or service. That's what I encourage people all the time. Go get a couple clients, get the momentum. Maybe you don't want to do consulting and maybe you want to be more fractional on the strategy side. There's there's a ton of opportunities. And if you do it now, you're well ahead of the game. Even though people are transitioning, there's still a really big first movers are going to have a big, big advantage in this. And it's not tech. This is just expertise yeah. and knowledge. So sorry, took yeah, us off the exactly. uh, yeah. path a little bit, but you made such a good point. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's kind of the, like you said, just getting your first customers for us is really like what we focus on for that initial core platform. So it's um, like what we launched with is uh, a website builder, um, a CRM, an invoicing tool, um, some stuff around review automation. So depending on your platform, it's collecting customer reviews and data there. And then a, a financial platform that just a really simple checking account, more or less, that allows you to money in, money out, transfers, but just keeps it all in one place um, and keeps your operations really simple. Um, and the website builder, we so we had this in in beta, I guess, um, three months ago, and it was it was it was going pretty well. Um, and then we built this like AI layer on top of it that actually just creates your website for you and writes your copy. Um, and that just took off in the last month. So we've had 40,000 websites built, thousands of people just signed up and really excited about that piece. Um, and it's always been part of the strategy. So I think, again, our goal is to abstract and automate as much of the business as we can for folks. Um, and this, this new stuff that's coming out in an AI actually just makes it so much easier. So we're, we just launched today as well, um, automated marketing for people. So like writing your Google ads, your emails, um, your follow-up emails. So basically anything that, um, is kind of annoying and tedious. We want, we want the AI to do and anything that's like your specific knowledge and expertise. Um, that's, that's where your value is. Right. And that's what you should focus on. Um, so yeah, the, the platform right now it's website invoicing, CRM, um, then some some marketing automation as well, and then yeah, a lot lot in the pipeline there. So we're we're trying to build um, scheduling pretty quickly, um, and then looking at like what else can we offer um, that's powered by this this AI engine, um, which is pretty cool. Like customer acquisition is the biggest one. So like if if I'm if I have this skill, where do I actually go find my first customers? Um, and that's, that's really something that we want to solve with, um, with this technology. So it's really depending on, again, what your skill is, but there's some marketplaces, there's LinkedIn, there's your existing network and contacts, which is usually your best bet is share it with your friends and family and ask them, like, just get one client and hustle for that one. Um, do a good job, ask for a review. Um, but there is a lot of marketplaces as well that you can not, I mean, Fiverr's one, like you said, it's not, not the highest quality, but you might get a job or two from there. Um, but usually for each category, there's one or two marketplaces. So with home services, there's Thumbtack or Home Advisor. Um, and it's not super expensive to get a lead and deliver a job. Um, so it's really just like at what, where should you put your energy in terms of hustling for your first few customers? And then typically, like, like we've said, like once you deliver good work for a few people, then they start telling their friends and you get this referral engine going as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a lot, a lot of stuff that, that we built and a lot that we're going to build here too, which is exciting. Yeah. And I think to, to your point, I think just through your network and the friends of the network, you know, you know one of the things you know, we see it time and time again now, you can build a seven figure business with one person, right? I mean, yeah. you see some of these small businesses with 15, 20 people that are doing a million and a half dollars. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's not the business I want to be in because you can definitely, you can build it more, more streamlined. 
And I did play with the, uh, again, back if you would have had this just even a year and a half ago, I played with the, uh, the, the website tool with the AI. Super cool, man. I almost, God, this is better <laughs> than what I freaking built. And then, you know, I didn't. So I, I love that idea. And let me ask you, we, we didn't talk about this, but, you know, so if I've got an existing website, can I, can I use Durable to do my, the back end of my other stuff, I could get rid of Zoho and some of these other pieces and just have, because if I could get into one place, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. You can integrate just the, like the lead capture form, um, in your existing website. And then that kind of starts the, the flow. So all your leads would go through durable and then your invoices and customers. So yeah, the rest of the back end is there as well. Um, we're not super focused on that yet. Um, that's like, we do have people that are using it for that. We're, we're trying to just see if there's just the speed of that is slower almost, right? To get someone like, okay, integrating a form into your website, it, does, it takes too long still. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure out if there's a, a faster path there. But yeah, there's a really easy way to integrate a lead gen form into an existing website for sure. Yeah. And again, yeah. I, like I said, I love, love, because there's nobody's focused on this space, right? It's just, it's um, a huge gap, big opportunity. And what are maybe now that you've worked with a number of small businesses and you've gone through the process with these folks, if I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot to give advice to soon yeah. to be, you know, entrepreneurs that are, are leaving the corporate world, what are the top three or four things that you'd recommend to folks and what's that process look like to you based on uh, the, the folks you've worked with? Yeah, I think a lot of it is more just managing your own psychology more than the tools. So I'd start there is actually just kind of internalize the fact that, okay, this is something new. It's going to be challenging. It's something that you haven't done before. So just like realize that everyone fails, right? Like you're going to send out a lot of emails that don't get responses, but that's the worst case scenario is no one responds. You know, it's going to respond to be like, oh, you're an asshole for emailing me, right? It's more <laughs> right, right. just like they don't respond. That's the worst case scenario is like no response. So I think it's just getting out of your comfort zone a bit and realizing that, um, yeah, you, you can just go out there, tell people what you're doing, share it earlier than you think, right? You don't have to have everything prepared and polished. It's like, just go build a website on durable in a minute and go share it with your network and be, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, what do you think? And then just get some feedback and iterate from there. So I think just, you don't have to go get an LLC. You don't have to form like an S corp. Um, all that stuff can come later. Just like, just start, get a customer, get a lead. Um, and then you can you can fix the admin later. I think that's the, and then again, if you use durable, it's like, it's all going to be there. It's not that hard to actually just manage that um, or whatever platform it is. But I think it's just people overthink the, the legal and the technical side. Obviously you want to get your, your insurance, but you can have insurance with an, with a, with a sole proprietorship. Um, so I think the, there's a lot of barriers that are invented a little bit by folks. And it's almost just, it's good procrastination. You're researching what business structure you need when it's really just, hey, I'm doing this thing. Um, you can buy insurance for 10 bucks a month um, or 20 bucks a month, depending on what your industry is. Just go sell, go make some revenue. And then just, yeah, then you can figure out what the business looks like later, like the actual operations and structure. Um, I think that's that to me is, yeah. Just so, it, just get out there, do it. <laughs> like, because yeah. people, I think, have this visual, and this is, wasn't my original concept idea, but I love it that you know you think once you go solo, you break the 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 corporate 
boundaries, you know, all this risk all of a sudden, but to your point, man, with all the layoffs and the uncertainty with everything, there's more risk in the, the corporate and you're capped. I mean, you're on their dime, their time, maybe not a commute anymore, but it, it just doesn't make sense. But I think people have this visual of, oh, if I go solo, then I'm on this tightrope. Yeah. But the best way I heard yeah, somebody yeah. describe, but he's like, yeah, but if you're doing a solo business and using your knowledge and expertise, the tightrope is literally six inches off the ground. <laughs> if you fall, yeah, exactly. it's going to be a step down. You get back up and guess what? There's probably a job out there if you ever wanted to go back into that world uh, to do it. It's, yeah. it's not like you're getting off the tightrope to go start Google or Facebook. Some people do and God bless them. But man, I, yeah. I'd rather have the solo business or a really small manageable company that you know has the, the flexibility. So Awesome. Yeah. And I think you just, you learned so much during that process, right? With a lot of corporate jobs, it is very linear. You can kind of imagine what your life looks like in 20 years. In a lot of cases with being a solo business, you don't know what those opportunities will look like. And you just, you kind of get one step ahead and then this whole new world opens up and then you meet someone here and you get a client and then you double your pricing all of a sudden. Like, wow, I, I could never double my wages working for somebody, but all of a sudden you have pricing power now. And then if you get busy enough that you, like I've had a few just consulting gigs where that I didn't really want to do. I'm just like, okay, I'm a thousand bucks an hour or something. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, I guess I'm doing this, right? (laughs) But you just never know what that looks like. I never imagined I'd be consulting for a thousand dollars an hour, but um, it's just awesome, right? And you just don't have that opportunity if you're you're working for somebody else um, and you don't know what those opportunities are yet. And I think that's just like the cool part of entrepreneurship and business in general is that it's this nonlinear path, but you, you never move backwards, right? You, no, you learn right. and you maybe take a brief, like a brief step back and then you go forward. It's like these step functions, right? And yeah. all the skills, all the knowledge you've accumulated and just the, the mindset, right? That you can figure it out. I think that's, that's what's so valuable in, in doing your own thing is just the fact that you you're way more adaptable. You're way more flexible. I think you're, you're, you're way safer than you are in this crazy new world of work. If you can adapt and change and be lean, um, as opposed to just depending on somebody else for your paycheck for the next 30 right. years. Cause I don't even know if half these businesses will exist in 30 years, right? Like everything's moving no. so quickly. On the B2B side, I'm saying no, because they were built pre-internet and they're, they're struggling. Now they're really struggling with distributed workforces. I think a lot of these big companies are going to really, struggle because of the bloat and the you know margin pressures and all that that good stuff and um like i said i, I 100 agree i think the, the opportunity is there and it is mindset right it is funny it is that that how do i think beyond incremental right everything's i think corporate beats you down over time you have all these big ideas i'm going with change we re and then in the end you're yeah. like oh, i think i can get three percent better on doing this and then you just forget yeah. <laughs> what what's out there and as I, I started this about four years ago, so it was in the consulting, right? Almost what I was doing internally, yeah. I was now doing for myself. And then it's kind of morphed into more what I like to do. But what the real aha, besides what I was being built out, at, was the number of expert, that was air quotes, folks that have started businesses that are doing well with zero experience, right? So yeah. they're building businesses and they have nothing. So I'm like, man, well, all these folks with 15, 20, 30 years of experience could take that online. Not even online. You don't have to go online, but yeah. to the marketplace and actually share those experiences with people, there'd be so much more value in it. So that was part of my other thing to kickstart this mission was 
man, if people with no experience or two years out of college yeah. are building these, then there's an opportunity for you. You just have to, yeah. people are hungry for it. So, yeah, I think the one thing that I was pretty lucky is that I never did get that job after university. And I think it's, it's challenging, right? Cause you go to school, you've got debt, you got a job and you kind of got a, like, what's the, the quote? There's, there's nothing more addictive than a monthly paycheck. Right. <laughs> and I think that's the challenge is you're like, you, it's just the, the thought of not having that. And, um, that first month without a paycheck is terrifying, right? Cause your whole yeah. life you've been tuned that this is the thing that matters. Right. So I think even just, starting it on the side, right? Getting that feedback initially, getting some market validation, just like trick yourself into knowing that it's okay and you're going to be okay, right? I think that's that's part of the psychology thing is, and there's really tactical stuff you can do there, which is just go get go get a customer, talk to a client, um, whatever you can do legally, um, just just go do yeah. that, right? And I think just give yourself all the, all the reasons to go start your thing um, without, without overthinking it, but also just you realize that, okay, like this is the, this is the risk that I need to take, but it's a much smaller risk than you think. Cause your downside is go get a job out. Like if it doesn't yeah. work out, go get a job, keep it on the side and you've got a nice side hustle. And that's that side hustle is worth a lot too. Cause if you can have a job and a side hustle that also makes you 50, hundred K a year, then that's your retirement plan right there as well. So I just think there's, there's, there's more, there's more flowiness to this too, right? It's not this very linear job or no job. It's, Kind of you have your you have your business on the side. You might go back to corporate for a bit, and then you, your business might start again, or you might have some customers come in. I just think it's this this idea that like everyone is going to have a business, and then how much time do you put into that business is your decision. And do you do you prefer the employer paying most of your bills or yourself? Um, and then how do you want to structure that? I just think that's um, I mean that's the way the market's going. That's the way the economy is going. And I think it just it just makes a lot of sense, right, for people to have that. That, that downside protection and the upside, right? It's just a lot, yeah. a lot better of an option than just having one, one, one client that pays your bills, which is, which is an employer right now. At their, their schedule, their time. And yeah, the one thing, it was funny when I kind of shifted the focus of the podcast to more of the corporate escapees, you know, when I started interviewing folks who had actually left corporate and started their own business, I thought the majority of them would be financial, but it really, it comes down to, and I use this all the time too, the three Fs, freedom, flexibility, and financial independence. And a lot of the time of that Venn diagram, the financial independence is important, but it's getting that flexibility and the freedom to kind of do all of it was way more important than the, the, the steady paycheck. Can't deny that it's, that's important, but I mean, I think it's, you know, if I, and you look at a corporate world, when I've looked back at the time, it's just maybe an hour of a day you're actually doing real work because you've got meetings, yeah. you got people walking by, and then all of a sudden you're running your own business. You've got you can get super focused in four hours and do more work in you know those four hours than you did most weeks in the corporate world. Yeah. So it's you can get to a place pretty quickly where you're working less hours for more money, and ideally doing the things you like. So anyway. Yeah. And I think with remote work too, right? You have the the flexibility, like you said, and the freedom there to design your schedule a little better, to choose where you want to live, right? And and I think yeah. a lot of these companies that that didn't go remote or they're they're going um back to the office now, I think that's gonna be a huge exodus as well when people got used to the flexibility, spending more time with their families, designing their schedules a bit more. I just think a lot of employers are going to panic a little bit now and force everyone back to an office. And then, like yep. you said, if your choice is 
do your own thing as a solo business and choose your hours and spend that time with your kid versus commuting an hour a day to a, a cubicle. I just yeah. can't see that succeeding. Right. And like the, yeah, maybe a tiny bit of a, a hit on a paycheck, but also people under, you know, there's a lot of taxes you pay on your employment income too. Right. There's, there's a yeah. lot of like that, that hourly rate um, can match your salary. I think much quicker than Pretty you think quickly. it can. If you actually do the math on, unemployment income and taxes and structure your business correctly and all that stuff too. But I was going to say in the old days when the employees used to cover a large percentage of your, your health insurance, they don't do that. I mean, they still cover some and maybe some startups pay a larger percentage of it, but that's not the benefit that it, that it used to be anywhere. So, well, I, I think we're both on the same page that we both should be super busy here over the next 10 years as things evolve and, you know, doing some different things, but heading down the same path. So I would definitely be respectful of your time and appreciate you, you sharing this. And folks, if you're thinking about it or you're running your business and you don't want to do websites, definitely check out Durable. Highly, highly recommend it. But any parting thoughts, words of wisdom before before we wrap up? Get out there, go get a customer, go get a lead. Just like just send get send started. send a website to your friends today and see what they think if you're thinking about it. And I think just get that momentum going. And then yeah, you'd be surprised at how how much easier it is than you think it is. I think that's really what what, what we're trying to solve, but what I what I what I deeply believe as well. So I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for for coming on and sharing this. Um, folks want to connect with you or learn more about you, what's what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So durable.co is the the business. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at James Clift and LinkedIn. Um, two good spots to 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 follow me or to yeah, send me a DM and we can chat too. Awesome. And also, I, I, the resource page on durable.co has really been built out too. So there is stuff outside of what you're doing that's got some some good resources for folks. So highly encourage everybody to check that out. And James, we'll have to have you back on here in you know six months to see where we're at and give us some more advice for all the folks that followed the advice from this podcast that got started. With, <laughs> you know, we're looking at phase two. So definitely appreciate your time. <laughs>